Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and our guest today is Baxter City Administrator Brad Shapoulis. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Tess. Great to be here. Yeah. Well, uh, we should start with uh, a couple of things that I've seen in the news. You did fill your council vacancy. Yes, uh, we did. A um, gentleman by the name of, of John Phillips uh, was one of four individuals who applied to fill the council seat that was vacated by John Ward when he won the election for school board. And uh, he took the swearing of, or the oath, swear of oath, or, or oath to the office yeah. uh, at the last council meeting on February 7th. So we're, we're glad that he's on board and we're back to a full full slate of, of electeds so that uh, we can start getting into deeper conversations about some of the things that we need to talk about over the next year or so. Yeah. And remind us, is this like a temporary seat? What? How does, uh, what's sure. going on there? Sure. Uh, it is uh, an appointment to fill the remainder of John Ward's term uh, to the general election, which would be in 24. So just o- under two years. Okay. And at that time, the seat will be open for the full upcoming term, the four-year term. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Um, also, we uh, saw in the news that uh, the MnDOT is, and the state is looking at an intersection about. that uh, <laughs> seems to have a lot of traffic. Yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> you know, that the, 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 the publicity that the, the project has gotten I'm sure. uh, over yeah. the last, but it's a conversation that we've been having uh, for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, it. What has been done to date has been a collaboration between the city of Baxter, Kerwin County Highway Department, and MnDOT District 3. And, of course, we're talking about the intersection right now of oh, yeah. 210 and 371, the, the I, big one. <laughs> I was going to get to that in that context. It was to review and, 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 and at a 50,000-foot level the intersection at 371, 210, as we know, has challenges at peak hours. Uh, and then has the permanent challenge of having the railroad crossing uh, there just south of the intersection. It's been something that everybody's known about for years, uh, but really hasn't had any progress or discussion. So about this time last year, the three entities agreed to have a study done uh, that was to take a look at that study, do traffic counts, project the traffic counts out for 20, 30 years, and to determine if there are any plausible solutions that should be considered further. That um, study, which was completed by Short Elliott, Hendri- Short Elliott Hendrickson, an engineering firm that is located throughout the state of Minnesota, um, we the findings of that study indicated that there are two concepts that should be studied further. Uh, those concepts are elevated 371 over the railroad tracks over 210 and touching down before Excelsior Road. Okay. And with that, um, the findings of that study, MnDOT and Crow Wing County have started to look at funding sources to help with the next phase and potentially for the construction of whatever the preferred concept or design is. Uh, right now, um, MnDOT has a crisis or crisis, C-R-I-S-I, uh, 
Critical Railroad Infrastructure Safety Improvement Program. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love the acronyms. Yes. But, uh, Go- yes. Government loves acronyms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is through the U.S. Department of Transportation and Railroad Administration, and that is for design costs, uh, or to take that study, uh, the, the next step, and make sure environmental is done and, and, and start with the design. The other one, which was the emphasis of the newspaper article, was the Corridors of Commerce program that's funneled through the the MnDOT. It is an application process that takes uh, into consideration, uh, as the name says, Corridors of Commerce and what needs to be, um, and it's a ranked process. Uh, Through the initial application, you know, there's 43 projects that are getting further Review mm-hmm. and we are that project uh, three seventy one two ten is one of the projects being considered. That would be for the actual physical construction costs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the study anticipates that the the cost of the project will be right around thirty nine to forty nine million dollars. So Man. nothing nothing cheap in mm-hmm. in that regard, but utilizing the resources that are out there right now because the federal government over the last few years has pledged money towards infrastructure yes, investment. And so Crowing County Highway Department in, in in approaching the city and MnDOT last year was let's be in a position so we can apply for these things as they become available. And that's what we're doing right now. Okay. Hmm. That's yeah. what's being done right now. Okay. And what did you say the uh, annual traffic count is just at the intersection by itself? Uh, we don't well, take into consider yeah, th- the trains. Yeah. Well, uh, 371 carries about 40,000 vehicles per day. Jeez. Mm. And that's like the average yeah. for the year, not including summertime? <laughs> that's it. What, what is referred to as the annual daily traffic count. That takes into consideration peak hours, non-peak hours. Okay. Yeah. Takes into consideration season, things of that nature, to come up with what the average is on an annual basis. Yeah. And then you, uh, you have the X factor of the railroad tracks, which not only carries pretty regular uh, traffic from our uh, railroad, but... Uh, we've had a few glitches with the uh, stop, arms stop arms dropping down, and it all adds up to uh, uh, some pretty big traffic snarls, doesn't it? Yeah, obviously it's an impediment to the, the, the purpose of the road, which is to get you from point A to point Z mm-hmm. with the least amount of conflicts, and, and it does create a conflict that does impede, you know, the the traffic, you know, on a short-term basis, but it... it, it uh, it does interfere with that intersection, turns into business, you know, onto mm-hmm. side roads and things of that nature that uh, we're trying, or the goal is to resolve with having a permanent solution to that intersection. Okay. So do you have a feel for, I mean, <laughs> a, a realistic or uh, even a ballpark uh, timeline a guess of yeah. what might uh, take place going forward now that they're just... Uh, you know, you've been talking yeah. about it for what, better part of a year? We've been talking about it for a better part of a year. It's been talked about in the community on various different levels for deca- even lo- decades. E- even longer, okay. In, in the con- mm-hmm. context, but not to the depth that we that the, the community is currently now with having a, a preliminary study done, seeking the money for, addition, for the final um, design work. Mm-hmm. 
um, so we can get to a, a final design and ultimately construction. So it's always based upon the availability of funds. Uh, this is MnDOT right away, so MnDOT controls the timing and things of that nature. Once funding is available, that whatever grant money is awarded towards the project will be going through MnDOT. And we have to be realistic. I mean, ideally, we'd like to have it done as quickly as possible. Um, but and we're also realist there's other priorities right now within the district. You know, right now, Brainerd uh, has the 210 project. There is a 210 project on the west side of Baxter that's scheduled for the next few years. So it's, it's timing it out, too, mm-hmm. so that we're not inundated with construction and, and become paralyzed from a tra- traffic yes. logistics standpoint. Yeah, yep. that's absolutely something to keep in mind. Yeah, Very interesting. All right. So, yeah, I just want to thank the Crow Wing County Highway Department, uh, and particularly County Engineer Tim Bray, for being the lead on this and, and, and identifying that this is something that we can work towards, uh, knowing that it's been talked about for a while and, and just picking it up and, and restarting the conversation. So um, appreciative of, of, of Mr. Bray as well as MnDOT and their receptiveness to partner with the county and, and the city of Baxter and really exploring and trying to identify a a permanent solution to that intersection yeah excellent yeah very very interesting all right meantime um the roads continue to uh, suffer the uh, uh, <laughs> slings and arrows of winter and the freeze and uh and, and, thaw, yeah. and thaw cycle which <laughs> causes a lot of uh, trauma and that means uh, you have to do regular road uh, maintenance what's on the schedule for this year Brad well as you you said with the other project what's realistic and so we're at the point of, of reality for our 2023 projects um, <clears throat> obviously uh, the community started to see the work being done with the Inglewood Railroad crossing uh, last fall so that will pick back up once uh, weather allows um, for those that aren't aware, uh, we will be relocating the railroad crossing from Knollwood to Inglewood mm. so that it creates a, what's been visioned over the last 20 years as a parallel corridor similar to what Cypress Drive does on the, on the east side of 371, um, allowing for locals to not have to rely on 371 to access businesses. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that will continue once weather permits and it should be done uh, late summer. Um, if everything goes correctly. In conjunction with that, uh, we are about to award the Knollwood Drive uh, full death reclamation project that's taking Knollwood Drive from Foley, the frontage road on the south side of 210, down to Highland Scenic or County Road 48 Mm. and doing the reconstruction, or not reconstruction, full depth reclamation there. Um, With that, we are also... uh, just received bids for the extension of Cypress Drive, as we referred to the parallel corridor yeah. on the east yes. side of 371. Yeah. Phase one was done in 2018, 2019, which connected 210 on both sides of the railroad. Yep. Um, this next phase is being done in conjunction with the apartments that are currently under construction at the very south end of, of the current segment of Cypress Drive. That road will be extended down to connect to 48. Perfect. So okay. uh, with that, a roundabout intersection at County Road 48. And um, <clears throat> we've gone through all the process. It's just a matter of, of reviewing the bids, 
having an assessment hearing and then awarding the project. Okay. And, then, and then finally, we have, as you referenced, the maintenance stuff yes. uh, was, is our residential full depth reclamation project. There's multiple streets in there, some <laughs> local residential, but the, the larger community would be interested in knowing that that includes Cedar Scenic. And from west of, of Memorywood to Oakwood Drive, okay. uh, which would be just south of Whipple Beach. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then f- Clearwater from Inglewood to Edgewood. Okay. The okay. frontage road, the west frontage yeah. road along um, 371 there. Hmm. Uh, that we are finishing up design, going out to bid with the anticipation that we will uh, be awarding sometime in April and getting that under construction this summer. Yep. Okay. Hmm. It's just what has to happen, doesn't it? It does. Well, there's there's a lot of variables in between from saying we need to start working on it and getting to a point of construction. Yeah. There's a lot of checkpoints such as, you know, cost. Yeah. <laughs> things yeah. of that nature yeah, that we're true. we're we've got majority of them figured out, but there's a few that still need to be finalized and 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 gone through the bidding process to determine if we can proceed with it or not. But we know the Inglewood Railroad Crossing, we know Knollwood, and we know Cypress Drive. Those are three projects that we know will be going forward. Yeah. And do you have a regular uh, process that you evaluate roads and you know that the shelf life of a road is X number, uh, you know, and you have to, like you say, mill and lay or whatever it's called these days? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, the city has a pavement management program. Uh, we go in and rate roads on a every three-year basis and monitor it to determine its strength and if it's losing its strength and where we need to, to, to uh, patch, where we needed to do... Um, micro sealing things of that nature to extend the life of it but a lot of our roads were designed to a 20 25 year life expectancy and uh, we are got several roads that are are reaching that that um, Hmm. and that's a lot to do with the fact that the city grew quite a bit Uh, in the late 90s (laughs) and early 2000 well we're we're at that time frame now so um, we use the pavement management program to, to monitor and score where things are at, uh, per se, with each and every road segment. Uh, then we are working towards getting into a better physical point, our standpoint, in preparing a five-year CIP so we know over the next five years which roads we're targeting. And the CIP, or Capital Improvement Plan, is meant to be used as a guide or a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be we might have a road that that fares well over a, a, a winter <laughs> that may be able to stretch it out a year. There might be one that completely crumbled yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or saw severe deterioration because of a winter freeze-thaw cycle. Yeah. So it, it's a moving puzzle, but it's to help us be physically responsible with the uh, money that we have to, to maintain our infrastructure system. Right. Yeah, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as we know, winter is just, it's tough on roads. There's no two ways to put it. It's tough it? on people, too, but we're talking <laughs> roads right now, so. <laughs> All right. Well, Brad, uh, we covered a lot of territory. We appreciate you coming by yeah. to talk about these issues for the city of oh. Baxter. And Tess is probably dying to ask you if there's any new stores coming. But Yeah. Anything? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that I can share. I oh. see the Michael sign is up on the old office. Mike, Michael signs yeah. up. Home Goods is open. Okay. Hobby Lobby is on doing this remodeling. Yeah. So. All right. 
turn off the mic now. We'll tell, no, next, I'm just kidding. <laughs> next time you can ask him that. Or next right. time. Sounds okay. good. Brad, right. thank you very much for being here. We do appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. All right. Brad Chapulis is the Baxter City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime. They're right on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can always listen to through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.